0: This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country
1: Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo, And I'm John David. J.D. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon
0: to you too, sir. How you doing today?
1: Man, I you know I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, doing okay. I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah man. But uh no, man. Yeah, doing doing all right. It's uh you know, pretty, pretty quiet around the shop today. Uh, we're a- actually recording at the shop today. It's one of those things where... Are you really? I am. Yeah. You know, we, um, a-, a lot of times I've been taking the recording uh, home so I can, uh, you know, kind of focus on it a little more, but man, there's just a lot of activity up here. I felt like I needed to stay uh, close by. And so, um, yeah, man, sitting at my desk in the back, surrounded by, um, you know, uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, uh, pipe and tobacco-related things, empty cigar boxes and uh, bags of Black Cavendish and (laughs) whiskey bottles and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> half
0: half drunken whiskey bottles half drunk and, I know yeah, how all,
1: that goes <laughs> well all the all the things that are required to get you uh through the day at a uh right, you know at a brick right. and mortar tobacconist but uh well, yeah man, to get your a,
0: customers through the day like listen y'all don't know but like and I you know to be fair I guess I don't know how it is anymore but like back in the day you yeah. would go back uh there was the room that nobody was allowed in uh, and yet, everybody uh, broke the rules and went back in there. Except because everybody, John- yeah. <laughs> John David <laughs> typically like collects like the like you know like half drunken or like seventy five percent drunken bottles of whiskey that people leave, and like puts them all in the back and saves them for later. Uh, and you know we we you know when those early Squire selects we we'd been known to maybe uh, draw maybe a little bit from that.
1: Yeah, from that department, <laughs>
0: uh, and so yeah, that's uh, uh, that's
1: funny, man. It's still that way to some you know extent. We've we've got maybe some uh, some regulars that are probably a little too comfortable at the country squire. Mm-hmm. So you know, my my office area becomes a storage room for you know maybe uh, you know a, a bottle of uh, Glenn Levitt that they want to revisit next week, or maybe a half smoked tin of Nightcap that they're like, well, John David won't mind if I just leave this up here. You know, obviously I'm important. So I can leave this up here. He won't, he won't care. <laughs> you know, and then uh, it, it, the the thing is what these people don't understand is if they eventually forget about these products, they either get a consumed by me yep. or B dumped in the whatever jar. <laughs> <laughs> I and, it, uh, I, and no, just to be clear, I have not dumped a, uh, a half, uh, a half empty tin of nightcap in the whatever jar that, yeah, that be a that's but, but yeah. there are some tobaccos that are probably less, uh uh less quality that that have wound up in there so anyway (laughs) but yeah man at the shop and um things are things are going well yeah man i'm um you know just crazy times right now yeah
0: dude i am i am tired i'm exhausted it's uh like you say it's it's crazy times right now and i just got to tell you i am really looking forward to spending an hour with you just kind of taking a break and yeah uh, and just kind of being together for a bit here
1: same man, same. Uh, just getting to be uh, be with you a little bit and check out, uh, you know, and um, yeah, just just let this uh, let this little reality be our uh, our present for a, a little while. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> Love
0: it, man. It's the heart of Country Squire Radio right there. That's and I'll tell man. you, like the heart of the Squire. I I got man. I, I can't tell you what hearing you talk about those whiskey bottles just did to me. Like just like transported me. I've got to just share this one last thing about that. I know we got some <laughs> housekeeping items and everything, but like before I left, I remember with the new uh the new the new shop i guess it's not that new anymore but uh you you have you have a sign on your door i don't know if it's still there i would imagine it is it says no entry beyond this point yes that means you or something yeah. like that and yeah. uh what does it say <laughs> um
1: yeah it says you know i think authorized personnel beyond this point or so, or uh i i can't even remember because i walk by it every day right and, right right, right, but, right yeah but essentially um, you know, don't come back here. The, the problem with that, bow, and, the, you know, again, it sounds like we're bleeding over into a Pipe Shop Fails episode, but, you know, it, it, <laughs> everyone that comes up here feels so welcome, which is good. I feel like when that happens, I've done my job, right? Sure, but sure. But they feel so welcome and so comforting, you know, in this—this this, this is so such home for them that they just feel like that doesn't apply to them, you know? Well, obviously, John David's not talking about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. And I'm like, Dude. no, I, I'm, I'm talking specifically— <laughs> specifically about you, specifically you, know, about you. <laughs> so this is the thing
0: i remember going into the new shop and seeing that sign and like i stopped in my tracks and then you you were actually in back there and you say you, you can actually come in and i was like i ain't doing it no man he's <laughs> like no That's but you can face. i was like no nope, no nope. I, I i see this i see this and i know that that might not be right now me right now but at some point that will be me so let me just go ahead and honor this right now <laughs>
1: That's hilarious, man. No, you're you're always back. You're you're always welcome, Bo, in the uh, the inner sanctum back here. You're you're not one of those people I have to hide from. So.
0: <laughs> well, hey, man. You know, I was thinking about the Squire today. Uh, you know, I it's uh, I guess I was actually thinking about about the uh, the old location, but just the spirit of the shop, man. And um, you know, I, I I I don't even know why I'm going to share this real quick, but I'm just going to share it real quick. I, I remember, yeah. and I will never forget it. I, I had a really, really rough day, um, several years back. And I mean, just my world was being destroyed and I was just, I needed a place to go and break down. And I remember going into the shop and it was like, you know, it was you, me, and like maybe two or three of the other regulars were kind of about, and just sitting down at the bar and breaking down. And I had kind of a, like this, this, over the weekend at church, I had kind of a, a, a similar experience, but Man, I just remember the the shop was that haven for me, and uh, and you specifically, man. It's 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 the shop is it's brick and mortar, and it's very special, sacred brick and mortar. Don't get me wrong. But it is. It it's, is. It's, it's you being there that really just made that uh, <laughs> such a it makes it such a special place. Made it a special place for me in the past, and it's made it a special place for so many right now. But
1: well, anyway, that right. that's kind, man. I, I I do think that you know part of the spirit of a pipe shop is. Um, you know, be in a place where folks can be, you know, vulnerable and authentic and all that kind of, you know, all those counseling words that I like to pull out (laughs) occasionally, but that I really believe in, you know. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's part of what we do here. It's part of creating that, that safe environment where folks can um, you know, folks that may have never met before uh, in any other circumstance, they, they're drawn together by the pipe, That they come together and can light up and, um, and and have that one thing that unites them and, and gives them, uh, you know, the ability to, um, you know, be be around folks that yeah. um, that can really bless them. And so uh, it, it's interesting you say that we actually uh, had a had a dear friend come in this morning and. Um, and did something kind of similar you know and and, <laughs> and you know it's not just uh not just me that's behind it's just you know the spirit of the shop you know i mean I, i'm honored by it, obviously when people you know share those moments with me but I think a lot of you know being in a place like this where we've you know very intentionally cultivated over decades you know a sense of safety and you know just comfort and you know where you can come and get expert at least we think expert you know tobacco advice and pipe advice but then you know also you know have a have a you know a significant uh, conversation about things that are important to our hearts. You know, man, so, you're a trained therapist. Um,
0: like that's the thing that yeah. people need to understand. I'm, I'm not.
1: I'm not a trained therapist. You're not a, a licensed I'm a seminary, therapist. I'm a seminary dropout. You okay, remember that? Okay, that's the same. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, you're. A, I'll put it this
0: way: if you're a seminary dropout that's not selling insurance, you're basically a trained therapist. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. I, I like, I'll remember that. Yeah, right.
0: Well, hey, we got to remember some great folks who are making this show happen. Uh, we've had a yeah. great amount of support over uh over the last several weeks and uh big shout out to we've got some new uh new club members and new patrons man at the squire level and you know it's interesting because i saw this name and you know what i'm gonna pronounce it correctly later on because he did give us a means of correcting or how to say his name but right now i'm just gonna say jim Cl- <coughs> that was jim it. that was jim me call- Clough. Jim, <laughs>
1: <Clough>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I I did see Jim's name come through, and I was like, "Did we? Um, yeah. Do we know how to say that?" And you know, that's and that's a fair <laughs> question for Country Squire Radio. So, uh man, yeah. Jim coming in at the Squire level at the at at uh, on our Patreon, um, man, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Jim. Absolutely, yeah. And like I said,
0: he uh, he provided us with some great content for later on the episode. So stay tuned for that. Also, we got the Pilgrim level. Uh, used to be a patron, now a pilgrim, Roger Adamson. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, stepping on up in the world—that's yeah, great, man. Also, uh, we got some new patrons as well: David Dixon and Stephen Lean. Yeah, <laughs> so thanks so much for staying, uh, joining us,
1: Steven Lean. Lean yet? Yeah. So, so yeah. don't lean now. <laughs> don't don't lean
0: yet. Lean yet. Lean later. Steven, lean later. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: Why do people support us at all, though? I don't know. I,
0: don't, I like to think it's for, for like, it's like, you know, it's like the see the dyslexic try. That's that's what I think really becoming a patron is. It's like see the <laughs> dyslexic try. But yeah, y'all, y'all in are in the amazing. future as
1: we continue this. In the future as we continue this, our uh, our Patreon uh, supporters will have very simple names like John Smith and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know, <laughs> whatever, because no, man, they're tapping, they put up with they're this, tapping so. their friends, <laughs> everybody
0: that's got like an additional, like a silent something in their name or like, you know, an extra this or that they've got to tap them and be like, right. Hey, just support this podcast for a week. <laughs> yeah,
1: Just sign up. <laughs> so you right. So you can get abused. Exactly. No, we all are great. amazing. Thank you and so course, much guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for supporting us.
0: Absolutely. Hey, if you'd like to, uh, if you've got a crazy name and you want to support us as well, or if you've got a normal name, not normal, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, join us patreon.com <laughs> slash country squire radio. Y'all are amazing. And thank you so much for your support, man. <laughs> we have got a good episode here. Now I love this because yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. We've got, you know, occasionally, and I feel like we've been doing this a little bit more lately. We've almost got these, um, not even full series per se, but like we have a topic that almost begs a follow-up topic or the antithesis of said topic. Um, you know, I think about, uh, you know, we uh, recently talked about, you know, kind of pipe shop wins and we did it from a shop perspective, but we also did a separate episode on from a customer perspective. Um, and in a yeah, very yeah. unique way, we actually did those back to back, which we almost never do. Uh, in yeah. this particular episode, we uh, we are taking a topic that we've discussed in the past, and we're giving it a little bit of a flip, which was we did a smoking one-on-one on what makes a good pipe a good pipe. And so in many respects, that very topic alone begs the question, if, you know, if that's what makes a good pipe, what makes a bad pipe a bad pipe? So, John David, today we are talking about <laughs> bad pipes.
1: And let me tell you, I know my way around a bad pipe. <laughs> Man, if I ever... You've seen a few in your day. If I ever... <laughs> I've seen a few in my day. Now, if I ever drilled a pipe, it, you know, it, it, you know, someone was like, you know, you've you've been in this tobacco game for a while. Why don't you try the, the pipe thing? Right. Mm. And I'm like, well, you know, because if I, if I designed a pipe, it looked like I drew it with my left hand, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't come out right. You know, so we try to avoid it, things that we uh, know we're just miserable at, but, um, nah, you know, what, what makes a bad pipe, a bad pipe? Um, you know, I, I was sitting out front, uh, earlier today with friend, uh, you know, I said, what do, what do you think? And, you know, he said, well, you know, if it, if it's ugly and, um, you know, doesn't doesn't smoke right, and uh, you know the construction of it's bad. Then, well, that's a bad pipe. And well, yeah, that's pretty fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but well done, well done, you <laughs> know, well done. End of episode, right? But um, you know, and I, I think there's some truth to that. But we, you know, we thought we'd dive a little deeper into, um, you know, what what are the actual you know reasons that we don't find ourselves smoking a pipe very often? You know, um, we all, you know, if you've been in uh, the um, y- you know the pipe. Uh, World for a while, you at some point have suffered from pipe acquisition disorder and, you know, have collected way too many pipes and your, you know, significant other or spouse uh, questions your sanity and all this kind of stuff. You're like, we're trying to save for our daughter's college, but you bought another Dunhill. Like (laughs) what's going on here? And, um, you know, so, you know, after a while, uh, you know, you you amass a collection of pipes, and and if you'll notice, you know something. Some some of us are dedicated to smoking, you know, a different pipe every day, rotating our pipes thoroughly, um, you know, making sure we give our collection uh, an equal amount of love and all that kind of stuff. But but typically, you know, if you're uh, if you're you know one of the more common pipe smokers, you probably have that handful of pipes um, that you smoke and. A, a whole bunch of them that you don't really smoke that often and and you wonder why is that you know what why why is why is it that uh you know some of my pipes i don't visit very often or have never really connected with or they're just pipes that plain don't smoke right or, or smoke badly you know do, do you have any of those pipes bow in your collection that you're like well i mean I've, I've got it i don't want to get rid of it but it's just not really you know that's a pipe i don't really smoke
0: so, you know, I guess the first one that comes to mind, I mean, there, there, there are a couple of pipes that I do not smoke as often as the other ones. Like there's my go-to, you know what I mean? And then there's like the special occasion pipes and then there's the ones that are kind of like in between and what kind of yeah. falls in those in between categories generally have different kind of traits that that lend them there. The one that I think of the most is probably the third pipe I ever purchased and it was a basket pipe and it was rusticated. It's a deep bend, good, healthy bowl. I got it specifically to play poker with actually, you know what? I got two of these now that I think about it that are that I never spoke for two different reasons. One is really more about me than the pipe, (laughs) which is the bowl's too big uh, to really like hold comfortably. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just not a, it doesn't sit right. It's just, you know, it's just not for me. Um, But the one Mm -hmm. that I'm thinking of, the rustication is done in such a way uh, that there's a, a piece of the pipe or a little like almost like a splinter, but like a little chunkier. You know what I mean? That's jabbing out to the side that if I twist my hand while holding the pipe, I actually cut my hand on the pipe. What? Yeah, no, I'm being dead serious and it's a beautiful pipe, but like, I don't want to cut my hand. You
1: know what I'm saying? Is it like embed a razor blade in your pipe or something. That's crazy, man. Yeah, bring it. Next time you come to Jackson for a visit, bring it. We'll uh, we'll we'll put it on the buffing wheel and maybe try to sand it down or something. All right, I don't all know. right. <laughs> that's I'm, nuts.
0: I'm willing to save it because otherwise, I do like it. But no, that's definitely one that ends up in kind of my never smoke category. I don't know. You know, it was a basket pipe for a reason, I suppose. <laughs> don't worry. I should yeah. be clear. I got this before moving to Jackson. So this was not a basket pipe I got from the country squad.
1: <laughs> Gosh, I hope not. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, you know, after after I went through a box and a half of Band-Aids, I was like, yeah, maybe I maybe I won't smoke that. Pipe right. Band-Aids. Right. <laughs> um, well, well, yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good reason. You know, we we all tend to have pipes that we don't gravitate towards. And then and then some that just downright smoke bad. And, you know, what are the symptoms of of a of a poor smoking pipe or a, or, a, or a bad pipe you know we, we talk about pipes that um, you know maybe on the uh, the simple side you mentioned a couple times like it you know isn't comfortable in your hand and mm-hmm. uh, you know might be the wrong shape or uh, size maybe you know it maybe it cuts you and you get tetanus or you know bleed out and have to go to the ER <laughs> um, you know m- more mechanically you know it's like well you know a, a this pipe, I like it, but it just, it smokes wet, you know, or, or maybe the bowl gets really hot when I'm puffing this pipe or, um, you know, the pipe, man, I really can't keep that pipe lit. And I don't know why. Um, it's hard to clean. It gets clogged easily. Um, you know, these are things that there are reasons behind these things, but, you know, we, we wonder like, man, why don't I like this pipe? And it's got some symptom like that. And then we think, oh, well, well, you know, that, that makes sense. That's why I don't. And so, uh, d- don't smoke it or, or, you know, don't grab gravitate towards it there are a lot of common themes as we discuss uh, some of this on you know why um, you know why pipes in some sense are, um, are are bad pipes you know and and there again let me qualify this with um, the the treasure is always in the eye of the beholder right hmm. um, that's true yeah as one of our one of our customers and one of my good friends uh, he he always says, you know, when someone disagrees about a preference, he always says, "Hey, that's why they make chocolate and vanilla." <laughs> and it's true, like that's why they make chocolate and vanilla, you know? It's like, well, you know, some people like chocolate, some people like vanilla. So so a bad pipe for you might be a, you know, a very high quality pipe for uh for someone else. So We'll start with, you know, we're gonna paint broad brush strokes here, um, you know, and, and uh just kinda go from there and we'd love to know your thoughts too, you know, on the back end of this. Uh what do you think makes a bad pipe a bad pipe? But um the quality of the briar we'll we'll discuss first. Um you know, we've done episodes before Bo on like grain quality um you know does that make a big difference on a on a pipe and how you know the pipe smokes and is it uh you know a a dry smoker cool smoker all that kind of stuff because of the um, because of the quality of the grain of the pipe. You know, I, that, there's a whole debate we can have there, and I, I'm certainly not <laughs> I'm not going to be that guy. I, hopefully, if you've listened to Country Square Radio long enough, you know that we are not the kind of guys that are going to say, "Oh, well, if you you know <laughs> you're you, you you know it's a bad pipe if it's not a, a you know a, a straight grain mm. or whatever." Like that's that's the wrong podcast. So <laughs> for that, <laughs> um, and I and Actually, I, the pipe community is good enough. I, I don't think there is. A I podcast was about to say that, that before. Let's not yeah. throw
0: anybody of the bed. Like that's nobody. Yeah, there,
1: there's <laughs> there is not a podcast for that. Uh, that you know, but um, we can talk about grain and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we're not really focusing on that today. Um, but let's let's talk about how the briar is cured on a lot of these pipes. You know, when you when you harvest a piece of of wood. Um, let's just say you're cutting a tree down, you know, the tree, it's a living organism. It has a lot of, um, you know, natural saps and uh, moisture in there. The, uh, you know, we talked, um, you know, recently about morta and how the tannins, uh, you know, are are present in the uh, the tree, you know, there at the beginning. And so a, a lot of these materials that are there, um you know it or you know the the substances that are in the tree at first um you know you can't just cut a tree down and carve a pipe out of it now people people do that occasionally you've got guys that you know they'll go find a really piece you know really you know pretty piece of uh you know maybe pecan or maple or uh in mississippi occasionally you've got folks that'll do that with magnolia uh which is our state state Ooh. flower and state tree um, wait what and so yeah, I mean, you, you see it, you know. I, I don't know how huh. a magnolia pipe smokes, but yeah. um, but I, I've I have seen folks uh you know carve pipes out of them before, just kind of as a novelty, and um, you, you know, so you can do that. It's fun and and something uh that you can kind of do uh you know occasionally. But a, a good pipe is uh, typically going to be cured properly. Um, you know, after the briar is harvested, it needs to be dried. All those materials and that um, you know, those those. Um, you know, uh, natural uh, moisture and, and saps need to be uh, you know removed from the briar, and and the best way to do that, the um, the the way that we found over you know almost 200 years of briar pipe smoking, is for it to be uh, barn dried. You know, dried in a uh, in a in a environment where it can slowly Over a period of years, uh, allow the moisture to wick away from the from the wood, from the natural material there. So, um, you know, and that's why companies like Savinelli, uh, you know, take their pipes before they even think about, you know, carving a pipe out of them. You know that that piece of wood that became your uh, Trevi, you know, six oh six KS. That piece of wood sat in a barn in northern Italy for at least two years, uh, just you know, sweating away, just wicking away, um, you know, in a in a in a dark, uh, you know, cool environment, and um, you know, over time. Um, you know, that, that wood becomes, uh, you know, appropriate to, to carve. And so, you know, it, it, it takes time to, to do that. A lot of pipes, particularly inexpensive pipes, are kiln dried. Uh, what they do, they actually try to simulate that process uh, by exposing the wood to uh, some type of fire um, or, or just a heat, uh, heat source. And, you know, typically uh, these pipes, uh, as you can imagine, might, um, you know, be more prone to cracking or, uh, smoking hotter, uh, you know, the, um, it, it, you know, the folks that are going to do that type of thing aren't going to be working with the better pieces of briar anyway, but, um, and, and so that's something that can happen, but a properly cured piece of uh, of briar uh, can really make a big difference. So, you know, anytime you have that, uh, where the, the manufacturer or the carver has been in- incredibly deliberate on producing, um, you know, a, a quality piece of wood before they even touch the pipe, um, the pipe always winds up being um, a, a drier smoker, a cooler smoker, uh, and much more durable. That that is that is a real key, and that's why you've seen some of these pipes last, uh, you know, over a hundred years. We've got folks that come in the Squire that uh, occasionally smoke their uh, great grandfather's pipe. That you know maybe it was a uh, one of those old um, pipes from the 1920s or something, and, and we see them and they still smoke and they're uh, and they're great, and it's something. Um, you know that uh, if if it's cured properly and and taken care of properly, it can last a really long time. So so the quality of the briar, how the briar is, uh, you know, uh, uh, produced, or, you know, harvested, but also uh, cared for before it's carved, I think makes a um, makes a big difference. So, so
0: I got a quick question on that, and yeah, maybe this ends up coming into like play in another aspect of kind of the the pipe manufacturer or the pipe carver rather. But, you know, occasionally you see some pipes that, uh, for lack of a better term, explode just over time, like they they can't take the heat, you know what I mean? And they split, crack, you know, we've all seen on the forums and that sort of deal, like pictures of pipes that have uh, uh, just been through it. And some of that is just because, like, you know, the uh, the pipe smoker has is, is really, you know, uh, r- run the gambit on them. I'm not trying to say that, that, you know, they haven't been used, but at the same time, is is the eventual breaking down or exploding of a pipe? Is that based on the fact that the wood wasn't cured, or might that pertain to like a different aspect of the
1: pipe? Yeah, I mean it. It's it's all the above. You know, it, it's the usage of uh, usage of the pipe. It's the uh, way the briar was cured. It's if the briar had any. Uh, imperfections in the briar that maybe even the carver didn't know or didn't see uh, that that are hidden. You know, there might even be a, uh, sometimes the briar will get like a, a little uh, wormhole or something in it where, uh, you know, that that is, you know, actually in between where he's drilled it out. And so you may not even see it until it's too late and it's burned out kind of thing. You just never know. Um, so there's a whole symphony of things that have to go right for your pipe to last that long right um but I, you know th- there's a pipe shop uh, th- th- there's a lot to be said for user error <laughs> right? There, right there's right, a right. i forget the name of this shop it's in uh it's right around San Francisco i think but I, i've never been there but i had a friend that went there and he came back and said um they had a wall of shame Uh, at at this, at this pipe shop. And it was such a cool idea. I'd like to have that where it's just like this, uh, wall of shame. And it's like all these pipes that have been abused to the point of like, they're not smokable anymore. (laughs) <laughs> and uh mm. it's almost like the whatever jar but for uh for pipes you know <laughs> right right that's brilliant and, uh, so you oh, you, know, you you know finally you you've duct taped your pipe enough and you know you covered it in bondo and you know <laughs> it did all this craziness to it and finally nah that's going on the wall shame you know so uh there's there's plenty of user error involved in that kind of thing but yeah it, it can be a function bow of uh you know of curing the briar as well so you know and then we come to this thing about uh, beauty versus function, you know. We all we all think like, okay, well, that's a beautiful pipe. And, and so often we are drawn to pipes because of their beauty. It's aesthetically pleasing for our eye, and so we're called to it. You know, it sings to our hearts because of some type of uh, curve and shape that it has, you know. And um, and the pipe <laughs> is alive <laughs> with the sound <laughs> of music. <laughs> And, and and that's the next opera that we'll, that we'll see. I'm sure there's (laughs) lots of market for that opera, um, you know, so you think about a beautiful pipe that you've purchased or, or been, you know, drawn to, it's been tugging on you, uh, because of how, uh, you know, beautiful it is. But, um, you know, some of these pipes, they may be a bad pipe for you because they, uh, they don't, they don't fit right. They don't smoke right. They, uh, you know, it, not just the mechanics of the inside of the pipe, but, uh, they just don't, don't fit in your hands. You know, I think, uh, I've got a couple of pipes in my collection that are, uh, freehand pipes that are, uh, you know, blowfish, uh, shaped pipes or some, uh, some other odd shape that, uh, is not a, you know, kind of a textbook shape. And, um, You know, so are these bad pipes? Well, you know, not really, but they're not pipes I smoke very often, you know, and and I think part of that is because, you know, they, they are beautiful, they're pretty to look at, but they uh, you know, they don't fit my hand quite right. Maybe they're a little difficult to keep lit because they're, uh, you know, the bowl is canted a certain way, or uh, you know, it it uh, the, it's kind of a narrow chamber or something strange like that. But you know, a lot of times we we don't gravitate towards pipes because of how they fit or don't fit in our hands, and so um, so that's something to think about as well, the ergonomics of a of a pipe. And so you know, all that begs the question: Why do you think? Uh, traditional shapes have been so long-lasting. You know, why have they uh, carried on so long? We think of shapes like the billiard and the uh, the Canadian and the apple and the brandy and the oomphal. Uh, and, you know, these shapes have been around a long time. If you look in the, uh, you know, Dunhill shape, shape charts from, uh, you know, 1915, they're, they're all there, you know, and they haven't changed in, uh, you know, in a hundred years. And so, you know, uh, it, there, there's a reason why. It's because you know these shapes are have a time proven. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know what, what would you say? It's like it, it's appealing to a mass amount of people. It has mass appeal. You know, it, it's yeah, it's gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fit a lot of uh, hand sizes. It's uh, popular. Uh, you know, it, just for a variety of reasons, the bowl size and the shape and all that stuff, it's easy to transport or whatever it might be. But these are, you know, there's a reasons that, you know, some of those shapes have lasted that long. It's just incredible. And so those are those are things to keep in mind. Um, and, and then sometimes, you know, a, a, a pipe also, you know, we talk about a uh, pipe being hot to the touch. Um, you know, it, it, these, these reasons, the, the things that can cause this are... are there's a variety of reasons. But one of the um one of the offenders, you know, might not be Um, The pipe itself, it may just be that, you know, the the smoker doesn't smoke uh, particularly slow and is, you know, trying to get a pipe uh, that has very thin walls to smoke coolly. And that can be difficult sometimes. But, you know, often the, you know, a pipe can get hot on the exterior of the pipe uh, if the bowl is is relatively thin. And so, um, you know, and and so that, that is one thing. And that's not a deal breaker for a lot of people, but for some people that might uh, you know, be a, um, you know, a, a bad pipe. And so, you know, the the main culprit on all of this, and, and this is something that, um, you know, is just in, incredibly important. And, um, you know, it, it never fails to, um, you know, uh, rear its head as we talk about the quality of pipes, but, uh, but it's really the proper drilling of a pipe. Uh, it's just incredibly important, and it's something that all these questions go back to. We listed it at the beginning, uh, smoking wet, bowl getting hot, wanting to stay lit, hard to clean, it gets clogged, uh, you know, all, all these things, and, and so many uh, things, you know, so many of these, um, you know, symptoms have its root uh, there at at the drilling of the pipe, and proper drilling is really critical. And I think that's where you know your really high end artisan pipes, uh, particularly, um, they're going to shine here. And and then you you wonder about why you know that uh, you know that Todd Johnson pipe costs thirteen hundred dollars. Well, you know if you saw the kind of work that went into <laughs> into making that, uh, and how you know incredibly. Uh, you know, uh, discriminating he was on uh, the precision of, of these, uh, of this manufacturing. It's, you know, it's just painstaking stuff. And so, um, and, and then you know, and then you know why that pipe smokes more perfectly than, uh, than so many others. But um, the drilling is incredibly important. Uh, it takes um, time to line up all the air passageways of, uh, of a pipe. And so when those air passageways line up, you um, you know, it, that allows the air to uh, wick out easier. Uh, you know, it, it uh, you know, allows moisture to dissipate more quickly. And when they don't line up, you know, the air is restricted. I mean, think about, you know, sucking out of a straw that has a kink in it or a bend, you know, um, you know, that you're, you're going to have that uh, kind of pushback in that um, in that setting. Um, you know, it, anytime you have a little gap there or, or where the air hole and the, uh, you know, the stem and the uh, the shank of the pipe don't line up. Uh, that gives you an opportunity for moisture to collect, uh, which is going to create things like gurgling. So, so think about you know if you can visualize the stem, the hole from the stem in the tenon coming out at a different uh, angle from the hole uh, in the uh, you know in the shank. That's going to create an issue. That's a that's a place. That's a gap. It's a it's a bump where uh, moisture can, uh, and will collect. And so, uh, that gurgling, which leads to smoking hotter and yeah, so all that, all that can happen right there because of that very simple little, uh, you know, gap or, uh, you know, misalignment. And we can be talking about, uh, you know, a, a millimeter, two millimeters. I mean, it doesn't hmm. take much, hmm. but that, that amount, uh, of, you know, lack of precision can make a pipe just smoke, um, just smoke pretty crummy, you know? Wow.
0: So let me ask you this. I mean, like, would you say then that, I mean, it it sounds like you would, but when it comes down to it, it's almost better to have, like, not great briar but quality drilling versus having quality briar with terrible drilling? I mean, would if you had to make a choice here, what would you say is kind of the big differentiator?
1: Yeah, I I would, I mean, gosh, I, I think I can, I mean, I can confidently say, I would rather own 10 pipes out of 10 that were properly drilled than have good briar. Yeah. I mean, mm. that that's just wow. because yeah. I know they're going to smoke right. You know, yeah. even if it's, yeah. uh, you know, even if the briar is, um, you know, muddled and doesn't have beautiful grain and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you know, if the, um, you know, if it's drilled properly and of course the briar has been cured properly, as we discussed before, um, man, that's the pipe you want. Like that, that, that is the mechanics of what is going inside the engineering uh, on the inside of that that pipe, uh, the stummel particularly, um, man, it's so, so critical to the quality of the smoke there. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just hard. It's difficult to hear that sometimes because mm-hmm. so often the reason a pipe calls to you is because the, the beauty of the grain, or maybe it's a an accent uh, on the stem or, you know, the Uh, Luster of you know uh, the certain kind of lucite that they use, or uh, you know, ebonite, or something, Um, and um, and so those things are important. But what happens on the inside of that pipe is going to really make a difference on how it smokes. So. You know, when they're drilling these pipes, sometimes, you know, they can be too open or too closed. And so uh, maybe you're pulling in too much hot air into your mouth because uh, they drilled it open too much. Uh, if it's open too much, particularly uh, where the uh, the chamber meets the uh, base of the airway there, uh, tobacco or ash can actually get into the, to the stem or even into your mouth, which is not uh, pleasant. Um, and and then sometimes it's too restricted. you know we get these pipes occasionally that are gorgeous, but you know after the smoker you know starts smoking the pipe, they realize, man it I have to puff really hard to uh, get this pipe to smoke right you know, I wish it were mm. uh, a little more open so um you know the gold standard uh for the uh you know diameter of the airway uh somewhere around five thirty seconds uh you know of an inch there, which um, you know, with some leeway on either side, but that's kind of where uh, folks like to live. And then, you know, you've got some, um, you know, carving traditions that open it up a little more, some that like a little more uh, free flowing, uh, which is which is fair. So, but that's you know, that's an issue for a lot of people and why a pipe can smoke poorly because. Um, you know, maybe it's drilled too tightly or too, um, you know, too, too loosely. One thing too, occasionally the hole of the, the, the chamber, the, the hole, uh, the draft hole that comes out at the bottom of the chamber, sometimes those will be uh, kind of up too high on the side of the pipe. We had a, a carver that was making pipes uh, for a while that we were selling and a couple of the customers uh, were talking about how they couldn't get the bottom of the bowl uh, to smoke. And, and, you know, I had, you know, these folks come in, they spent money on these pipes. They were beautiful. And, um, you know, they were like, man, why can't, why can't I finish a, a pipe? Well, why can't I finish the bowl of this pipe? You know, I've got tobacco in the bottom part. It's always left over. I can never figure it out. And we got to looking and almost all of this person's, this individual's pipes that were, that were being carved, um, you know where the the draft hole was a little too far up on the side of the chamber and so it kind of left this uh, this bed this little you know uh, uh, this little bed of, of pipe tobacco that just never never had air flowing through it <laughs> it's like this little base that kind of uh, would collect at the bottom and so um, you know that's that's um, you know obviously something that can be a problem as well so you know at the end of the day uh, a bad pipe is the pipe that you don't smoke. I, I think. I mean, right? We've got, uh, <laughs> right, right. We, we've got pipes that uh, you know are beautiful, and 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 yet we find ourselves not smoking them. It, you know, gosh, you've got those pipes that you collect and you want to take really good care of. And so, I mean, I'm not talking about ones that you don't smoke for that reason. Maybe, it, maybe it is a collectible item or an heirloom or uh, you know something that uh, was damaged and you want to protect or whatever. But um, you know, but the bad pipes, they're they're the ones in my mind that you know you've you've got, but you you never go to, you never collect you never uh, you never smoke those pipes because uh, you know they're not right. gonna smoke as good as as other pipes. And so I think when you're talking about bad pipes, typically, uh, you know we think about pipes that don't fit your hand uh, and again, uh, smoke wet, get hot, uh, you know, won't stay lit. Uh, hard to clean, uh, all these things, and and you know so with that uh, there, there's you know a lot of things that can go wrong. Again, like we mentioned earlier, um, when you you know discussed uh, pipes that can be really old and why they eventually burn out. A, a lot of a lot of things have to go right for a pipe to you know have a lot of longevity. And I, I love some of these people that find uh, like a 1965 Dr. Grabo. Right now, this this was a drugstore pipe. And yet, it is their best smoking pipe. I, we've got a lot of folks that are like that, Bo. They found this old pipe, or maybe they inherited it from Papa or Granddad, you know. And um, mm. and and this was a drugstore pipe. It was, you know, maybe maybe bottom barrel in uh, you know 1950s or whatever. But but man, that's their best smoking pipe. And and a lot of times you'll find that. And 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 the reason is because man, on that one pipe, the drilling was right. On, You know, maybe in in the quality, the briar might not be the most beautiful, you know, it might be, um, you know, something muddled and uh, just not particularly attractive. And, you know, it has nothing to do with the quality of the stem material or uh, the sandblasting or any anything like that. But it has everything to do with the internal mechanics of the pipe. Um, and so those those bad pipes oftentimes uh, don't have that. I've seen you know literally four hundred dollar pipes um, that won't run a pipe cleaner uh, through the pipe, and yet you know your uh, you know your Dr. Graybo that you found uh, a long time ago it, it will. And so um, you know that that one pipe they made, man, it it uh, it was manufactured well for whatever reason. That one is a gem and. Uh, and it smokes like a champ, you know. And so I think I think those are things that um, you know we we keep in mind. That other than running a cleaner through them, like I said, there's not really a lot you yeah. can do on the front end, uh, other than just giving it a good look over, um, uh, you know. But um, but anyway, yeah, that's it. I, I think the pipe at the end of the day that's bad is the one that you uh, find yourself not smoking, and um, and you know that may be a, uh, a a good you know opportunity for you to. Um, I don't know, give it to a friend or, uh, or, or, (laughs) Or an enemy or, 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 or an enemy. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, you know, give a bad pipe to a friend. Come on. Yeah, I know that, that is, that's, that's a good point. That that's probably not a very kind thing to do, but you know, maybe that's the pipe you sell on eBay and, uh, and then buy yourself something that, Uh, is is maybe a little more quality. But, and again, quality doesn't have to be a price point thing. Now we, you know, there are certain things that you get at different price points. You're going to get briar that's been taken care of longer. You might get higher quality, you know, materials and either a stem or, uh, you know, if there's some kind of uh, accent, shank cap, or, you know, adornment of antler, bamboo, or whatever, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things. We, We know, how beautiful they can be, uh, you know the the quality of the grain, straight if it's ebichon, wh- whatever, uh, you know, and and then, but 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 you know regardless of that, if you've got all these things going right, but yet your pipe is four hundred dollars and it wasn't drilled properly, man, that that pipe's gonna sit on the shelf for me, you know, um, so for, so for me, so much of it has to go. Uh, back to that and um and uh so you know something to keep in mind but you know there are plenty of plenty of bad pipes out there but there are plenty of good pipes and those are the ones we really like to talk about
0: that's right that's right now i you set me up for a perfect transition but i still i have to ask you first <laughs> <laughs> i have to ask man so is out of all of the play like, because you know you you you've got kind of the you're like living in a pipe museum. You have got an extensive collection. You have made <laughs> all the right right decisions. You have made some wrong decisions. You've had I to have. 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 There's no way that you could get throughout, you know, your your uh, your experience as an enthusiast and a tobacconist without messing up from time to time. So I have got to ask: out of all the pipes that you ever owned, if you had to like name like the worst pipe you ever had, what was it?
1: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh... Dang, I, the worst one I've ever had. God, is this see, bad?
0: Like, like, because this gonna the, be like
1: a company that? that you know? Yeah. See, that's that's the problem. That that's that's the problem, right? Like here, you know, here we are. We've been doing this what, Bo? Like, you know, seven, seven years, years or something, yeah. and it's like, you know, and and poor poor people have actually decided to listen to us, and like, <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, th- th- there is there is a pipe uh, made by a. Um, <laughs> Made by a uh a longtime manufacturer of pipes uh, uh-huh. whose uh whose name will uh wh- whose name will remain nameless but sure. uh whose in- <laughs> but whose initials are Peterson of Ireland Whoa! <laughs> and, okay, uh, okay. You know, and I, and I've got some good, I've got some good smoking pipes from Peterson. We've talked at length on this show about how, uh, particularly over the past few years that their, uh, their quality control has, has gone up, uh, especially after, uh, Laudisi bought the brand and all that kind right, of stuff. Right, right. i you know they have made strides, man, and there's always been you know, quality Petersons on the market, <laughs> but man, my probably my poorest smoking pipe is a is a Peterson um you know okay. it, there was right. it, there was um this one pipe and and the the bowl, and I swear it had to do with the drilling because the um the the bowl was just it was a thick bowl. there was no reason why I bowled that. Uh, big should be smoking that hot, but but the air, the the hot air could not escape from that bowl. And I tell you, Bo, when I when I tell you, touching the side of that bowl was like touching the eye of a stove. Like it was right, bad. Right. Like you you could right. you could fry an egg on the side of that bowl. Like it just it was just wrong. Like like Peterson should have put like a. <laughs> Like a disclaimer or something. It should have come with like a warning label, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, well, Okay, so that's good. That's good. Now we know the truth. I appreciate you being uh, being being bold and honest right there. That's that's great. But you know, one of the things that I can honestly say right now, and that is that if you want a good quality pipe, uh, there is nobody I would recommend stronger right now than our good friends at Missouri Mirsham.
1: Man, there is no better quality smoking pipe uh, than, of course, our friends at Missouri Mearsmith and the quality corn cob pipes and uh, and hardwood pipes that they make, as we talked about recently. But um, and today we are talking about the Huck Finn corn cob pipe. It's one of my personal favorites, and I think it's because it reminds me of that Bing that I love so uh, so much. It's uh, it's got that kind of slender, uh, you know, small frame. It's a longer pipe uh, for something that that is that small, but uh, it's got just a really nice. Uh, kind of felt frame too. It's a perfect pocket pipe. It really fits, uh, particularly in the in a coat pocket or or maybe a front sh- a shirt front pocket. It's just a really, uh, really nice sized pipe. Kind of a smallish bowl, uh, and it's a non-filtered pipe. Uh, sports a short stem and a long amber or black bit. Uh, just very, very pretty, um, and it's uh, just a you know a, a nice classic pipe. Something that would make a good tasting pipe or something that uh, maybe if you're driving and want something light. Uh, on the teeth to, to smoke in between your destinations, uh, you know, it's a good pipe to tote with you. So check it out. You can get it from the source at corncobpipe.com. Uh, retails for only $6.09 and it's worth uh, so much more than that. So uh, smoke it and take some photos, uh, tweet them out. We'd love to retweet those Absolutely. and uh, really appreciate Missouri Mearsom for, for sponsoring this show.
2: Pipe Pipe
0: question question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week this week coming in from uh, our our new pilgrim, Roger Adamson. Here's what Roger had to say. Gentlemen, I enjoyed listening to the episode on Jermaine, John David, I commend your candor as well as your approach to esoterica. One thing that surprised me, why did tobacconists sell the eight ounce bags as is? And the spirit of allowing more people to get a taste of forbidden fruit, why not sell Hmm. one ounce or even the five ounce taster bags? If more people could check these off their list, maybe the hype factor would go down a bit. Furthermore, by breaking up the bulk bags, you'd be eliminating secondary market competition to brick and mortar shops. When all is said and done, germane tobaccos are great. But they are not the end all be all of pipe tobacco. Uh, just like PVW, Pabby Van Winkle is not the only bourbon worth drinking. Uh, maybe it's my age speaking, but years ago, I used to buy uh, Margate and Tilbury by the ounce. After about 10 year hiatus from pipe smoking, I find it both surprising and sad that these have esoterica blends. Uh, these have investigatory blends have become unobtainable or unobtainium. Again, I think it w- unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Again, I think it would be beneficial to let as many people as possible get a chance to taste them, which would be hopefully help. Uh, which would hopefully help, but uh, things put things in perspective. If pipe enthusiasts continue to spend time pi- uh, pining for secondary market Germaine and McClelland. It will do nothing to impede further uh, future innovation and
1: creativity in pipe tobacco. Roger, bring it in. What a question! Man. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a question, but it's also really good listener feedback. Mm. You know, I mean, he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. This is a good opinion, I, and you know, it, I, I think. Um, I, I think it. I think it has merit. You know, so uh, you know, honestly, uh, I I don't have a good answer. Why Why does the country squire not? Uh, you know, take, uh, you know, half pound bags of Esoterica and uh, break them up? Why, why do I not sell Penzance by the ounce, you know, where hmm. you can uh, weigh it up? I, you know, there probably are, actually, I know there are some pipe shops that do that. Um, and, and frankly, if I did that, I would probably make more money as a retailer doing that, right? Hmm. Um, you know, you could probably uh, sell it by the ounce, you know, for a more expensive price than you could for the whole can or whatever, or the wow. whole bag. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know what I mean? I mean, that's just kind of a, you know, you, you, you tend to price things, I guess, the more you buy, the the cheaper it gets. Yeah, kind of deal. exactly. But, um, I, I mean, I don't know. So, you know. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's um, I think that has merit as far as uh, considering, you know, something where, uh, you know, folks can continue to or they can try it maybe for the first time and and uh, and really give it a shot and, and see what they think about it. So, um, you know, I, I do think so much of the germane hype and, and you know esoterica particularly, I think so much of the the excitement about it, and we've talked about this bow, is the packaging. Right. People love that gold, man. They love that gold foil. And uh, uh Insta slam that. Yeah. Man, there's something powerful about uh having it and holding it and owning it and hoarding it. <laughs> There's something about that gold foil, man. And so, um, you know, I I think that uh, does have a part to play in it. And and I don't think if, uh, you know, we sold the Penzance maybe by the ounce, uh, you know, by weight, there would be as much of a demand for it simply because of that. But having said that it would I think um, you know as as Roger goes on to say probably help temper some of the expectation about it because then you could buy an ounce of it um, and uh, you know maybe limit it one ounce per customer or something like that and um, you know and spread it around some so yeah we'll give that some thought man it's something I've never really uh, considered although I have seen other pipe shops do that before and um, yeah it might be something um, might be something we dabble in you never know
0: no, that's good. You know, it's interesting because he does Luke McClellan in here as well. And like just yesterday, I was having a, a text message exchange with a friend from church who uh, is a cigar smoker, but he's got a pipe. And, and you know, we just kind of made the connection on on Sunday uh, about kind of, you know, enjoying uh, pipe tobacco cigars, that sort of thing. And he was asking for my recommendations for pipe tobacco. And so, you know, I mean, like the first thing I think of is like, well, I mean, like, you know for me the greatest pipe tobacco i've ever had is Frogmorton cellar but like you can't find it <laughs> you know like and so I, I mentioned that and then i mentioned a few others that are are not unobtainium uh and but he did he texted me back with a screenshot of uh of a 10 of it for a hundred bucks and i was like it's like yeah you know what man. if you've never tried it before don't spend a hundred bucks on it like i've got some i've got some in the cellar so he's gonna come over later this week and we're gonna try it but like but I was like, you know, it's very interesting because that price point really does it. it. I told him, I can't remember exactly what I said in the text exchange, but I basically said, don't pay that price point for it. That price point really reflects more of a nostalgic yeah. aspect of the pipe tobacco and not necessarily the quality yeah. for a new pipe smoker or somebody who's not as familiar with it. And, you know, yeah. that, that there is a pretty big like gate that, that put in kind of those unobtainium prices on the pipe tobacco does keep some <laughs> of the, you know, the, the newer enthusiast or somebody who's like, you know, wanting to kind of test out, but, but doesn't want to just, you know, they don't want to start with the hamster cage stuff. They want to start with some quality stuff. And so it's, it's interesting, man. It really is interesting. And I yeah. think, like you said, I think Greg or Roger rather might be onto something. So uh, props to you, Roger, bringing it in this question. <laughs> good uh, good, uh, good, feedback and great question. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, be sure to send it into us show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments, listener feedback listener feedback this week man uh so i mentioned that uh jim and i know we called him jim clough (laughs) but like i said he was (laughs) kind enough to uh to specify that it's actually jim clough so jim clough new uh new squire member and and shouts out to him
1: c-l-o-u-g-h clough
0: clough that's right that's right so props to him because i love that the fact that like the clarity came later, so I get the chance to, to butcher the name, but then also say it properly, which is
1: it's, it's always great. Uh, so,
0: Jim, uh, what did Jim have to say?
1: He said, "Hey guys, lifelong pipe smoker, sixty this year. Approximately eighty pipes uh, have been enjoying listening to you guys on my daily walks, and I love it. Uh, I so enjoyed, I enjoyed mm. it so much. I decided to join at the Squire level. Uh, and Jim, thank you. That's that's really kind of you, and we appreciate your support." Um, he goes on to say uh, I have liked various tobaccos through my time as a pipe smoker started with aromatics then to English blends and now smoking both uh, a big fan of Boswell's mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania have about 18 Boswell pipes um, but hmm. enjoy Hunting Creek from the country Squire as well uh, a couple of years ago got uh, to go to the James Fox pipe shop in London that would be cool and the Peterson shop in, in Dublin that would also be cool yes um, yes and, uh, anyway looking forward to future broadcasts and maybe one day we'll be able to get to Jackson. And that's from Jim Clough. And we are uh, man really thankful for you, Jim. And then and, and thanks for hopping on board the uh the Squire uh Squire Pipe Club. That's great.
0: Yeah, that Fox shop in London, man, that's a beautiful shop. I um when I was there a couple years back, that you know, any anytime I travel, especially travel to like uh especially when I'm going out of the country, but if I'm going to a location I've never been before, I always try to like find out like what is the shop and that was the one I remember yeah. everybody on Twitter was like, well, you've got to go here. It was there. And then also, you know, I had to go visit, um, Sherlock Holmes's house and I went to Sherlock Holmes's house and got a picture with
2: oh the yeah, pipes there
0: and all that kind of good stuff is a little, if I'm being totally honest, the, uh, I can't recommend going to uh 2022 B Baker street or whatever the address is because a little overblown. It's a, it's a bit <laughs> overblown for the, like they, they, they are proud of their tickets and I guess the wax figures that are inside. And <laughs> it's, so it was a little, <laughs> little pricey, a little pricey, but anyway, all that to say the the James Fox shop was, was phenomenal. So yeah, that's a beautiful, beautiful pipe shop there in London. Uh, Jim thank you so much for uh, for supporting the show and uh, sending that feedback hey we want to encourage all of you to send in your feedback to us you can email the show show at CountrySquireRadio.com also head over to iTunes write us a review there it's a great way to support the show without spending a few dimes but if you are willing to support the show financially we greatly appreciate that at Patreon.com CountrySquireRadio you can also keep up with us throughout the week you can follow me on Twitter I'm at the Real Bo York.
1: I'm at John David Cole. or you can get us at the shop at at underscore CountrySquire
0: and the show's handle is at Squier radio, but all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs> John David, man, this has been so so good, man. I've uh, enjoyed hanging out with you, and uh, yeah, just looking forward to uh, to keeping on, keeping on, and uh, talking to you next week.
1: I know, man. It's always encouraging, and uh, man, we need that right now. So, uh, had fun, buddy. Let's do it again. <laughs> All right, let's go have a day. See you, brother.